Praise the Lord. We thought uh, this morning, uh, my daughter and myself, that we would do a team teaching, and it's going to be a generational message. Hallelujah. It's going to be awesome. Everybody take your seats this morning. Praise the Lord. I like to stand on the left side of Dad, so I'm going to keep my spot. Jacob and I do the same thing. I say, this is my beautiful side, so you have to be over there. Yes. As a matter of fact, this side of my hair is always worse. Yes. Yes. Mine too, So you all get the good side. (laughs) Good morning, church. How's everyone doing this morning? Oh, man. I am so honored to be here this morning. And just how many of you are grateful for um, my mom, your pastor, who leads the charge with Princess Warrior and what God did. Hey, let me give a testimony for Princess Warrior. We sold 766 tickets. This room was full of all generations of women, and God was just here. It was so powerful. One of the most um, amazing things is we tried to count as best we could. We think we had close to 100 ladies respond to salvation. This is the time to reap the harvest. Jesus is coming back. So we just wanted to take full advantage of that. But wow, the words were powerful. Karen's messages were powerful. Hannah's word was powerful. So we're just going to keep it going this morning. All right, well, our text this morning is Joel chapter 2, verses 28 to 29. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit. In those days, we look at Joel chapter 2, verse 28, and we see the, the collection of sons, daughters, young and old. It's generational. They're together. It's together. God doing it on every generation all at the same time and I'm just going to take the first 10 minutes of this message, and I'm just going to give my testimony of how God poured out his spirit in my generation, how he fulfilled Joel chapter 2, verse 28, in my generation. In the 1970s, God was moving in our nation, and there truly was a move of God. And in 1976, I was just swooped up, and I was a part of that harvest of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and God reaching out to the young and the old. And I was a part, obviously, of that younger generation. And in those 70s, they called it the Jesus movement because the Lord was saving teenagers and and young adults and hippies who were addicted to drugs. And it just seemed to be a real movement of harvesting and swooping in and, and bringing in the youth. It was phenomenal. As a matter of fact, they made a uh, movie about it recently called The G- Jesus Revolution. Did you see it? My husband and I went to see it. And as we watched it, we would just weep because it was like we were watching our life on the screen. We would, we would see the scenario of, of these young kids that were uh, just totally uh, separated from God, lost, you know, involved in drugs or disconnected from their families. And God was reaching down and getting a hold of these kids and drawing them into church and changing and transforming their lives. And it was interesting because in the Jesus Revolution mo- uh, movie, it really did sort of give the uh, background uh, tone that a lot of these parents did not understand what was happening to their kids' lives. Because God was getting a hold of the kids, 
And the parents seemed to be left out. And that's exactly what happened when we were being swooped in by this move of God. Our parents did not understand, and we had so many friends that were with us in this wonderful movement, and their parents did not understand. And But God was just powerfully saving us, and I can remember um, some of our friends, you know, would say, pray, pray for us, pray for me, uh, because, you know, my parents don't know Jesus, and, and, they're, and yet this teenager was so on fire for the Lord, and so... Often when we look at Joel chapter 2, verses 28 and 29, we think of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Obviously, there will be signs and wonders. But I truly believe, because of my experience of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in my generation, that part of the signs and wonders, what came with it, was this unquenchable, unsatiable hunger for God. We we were getting saved, and there was just, just, it just, it just, poured out over our generation. Our generation had such a a passion and a hunger for the Lord. And we were so awakened to God. We were brought out of darkness into the light. And God was just doing something phenomenal. And there, there was just this emptiness that was in all of the young people that when God saved us, the, we, uh, it was like the fog and the darkness just blew away and we had such clarity. It's such incredible clarity that Jesus was mine and Jesus was my Lord and I hungered for him and I'm going to chase after him. And with that outpouring of the Holy Spirit and with that, those signs and wonders of being so hungry for the Lord and so awakened to God came so many other things. And along with it came this most deep and profound surrender to the Lordship of Christ. I think so many times people are looking for these signs and wonders and miracles, but I believe one of the most miraculous things that God can do in someone's life when they get saved is give them the most profound, deep revelation of surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And that was a part of the signs and the wonders of what God did in our life. He delivered us, yes, With the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit on the generations, he will deliver you. He will bring you out of bondage. He will transform your life. But he will work in you also an incredible revelation and a reality that I must obey the will of God. I must obey the will of God. I must obey the will of God. And we got that revelation and it rocked us to our core. Rocked us to our core. And it caused us to realize that I need to say yes, yes to God, yes to Jesus, yes to his will, yes to the word, yes to the will of God. It burned in us. It rocked us to the core. And so I'm just going to hand this off now to Hannah, and she's going to talk about how God touched her and her generation and her yes. Yes. To the Lord. And the reason we want to talk about this is because we're all aware that the earth is groaning, it is moaning. God is up to something. In the 11 a.m., I may be preaching a message called Heaven is Here. It's here now. And when we think about what's happening in the world and we think about the book of Joel, how many of you would agree what God has done cannot stop at my generation, but the spirit of God wants to open up heaven and he wants to move and breathe on the next generation. Do you believe that, Cornerstone Church? 
And we just pray today as you hear from my mom's generation and my generation, may it be a moment that causes us as a church to say, God, let it continue to move in the generation that's to come. In my generation, it was different. I long for the Jesus movement. I, Mom, Dad, and I were talking about late last night that, man, above all else, what we want is a move of God. I'm so thankful that we have tools like at the movies and outreaches to bring in the lost. But how many of you, church, you hunger for something that's even bigger than that and as a move of the Spirit of God where people come for reasons they don't even know why they're coming? They're just hungry for the presence of God. And then uh, when I was a teenager, God began to move and ignite it. God began to do something profound. God began to stir a hunger. A group of teenagers had gone to Oak Hill Summer Camp. And that was a camp we went to year after year. That's right, Nate. Nate was a part of this, Nate and myself and others. And one year, God decided to do something in all of us that was different from all the other years, and he encountered us. And I remember everyone came home, and I thought, I'm going to give it two weeks. I'm a pastor's kid. I know how this goes. Everyone's going to be on fire for Jesus for two weeks, and then we're going to be back to doing what we used to do, which is living a lukewarm faith, loving God on Sundays, but living how we want the rest of the week. And I remember week one went by, week two went by, week three came, and Nate and others were just worshiping God. And now all the teenagers didn't want to sit just with their parents everywhere. They wanted to come to the front row. And I was like, okay, I can do that. I was with them. And something had happened to this group of teenagers in Cornerstone. I actually wasn't there that summer. And they encountered the presence of God and God was doing something significant. It wasn't emotional. It wasn't a feeling. It was a move of God on my generation. And eventually three weeks became six and six weeks became 12. And we had Sunday night church. Come on, Cornerstone. Where's my OGs? Where's my Sunday night church people at? You can do loud on that. Sunday night church people. We had Sunday night service and the teenagers and ignited one to meet before the Sunday night service to pray before church that night. How many of you know that's when God's moving, when teenagers are showing up to have a prayer meeting before the adult service? And how many of you believe that the Holy Spirit wants to do that again? He wants to do it again. And so I went to this prayer meeting, but I got, I'm sitting through this, I went to this prayer meeting, went to this church service, and I went home mad. I was ticked because this move had passed me by. And I was mad. And I thought, Lord, I'm, I'm in this but I'm not experiencing it. I'm watching this, but it's not in me. And I did something I don't recommend, but I'm feisty. Ask my parents. And so sometimes I'm feisty with the Lord. And I went home in my bedroom, which was in the basement at the time. And I went home after that Sunday night service and I got on my knees and I prayed a dangerous prayer. I said, Lord, if you're real, prove it to me. And the earth did not shake. The the ceiling did not split. But what happened is that next day I woke up and my, I noticed in the way I was speaking, in the way I was thinking, in my friendships in school, my desires were beginning to change. And I had a choice. As this move of God was, as we sing at Princess Warrior, sweeping through. What I am learning is as move of God sweep through. In that sweeping, you are given an invitation You're not forced, but you're given an invitation to say, God, yes, or I'll watch. 
And I was given an invitation as a teenager to either say yes and jump in to what the Spirit of God was doing with my peers or let it pass me by, and I chose yes. I chose yes. And what began to happen next was desires simply began to change. And because of the desires changing, my behaviors changed. Things began to change. And for the young people that are in this room, when, the, when God is moving in this house, when God is moving in services, if you're a teenage girl and you were at Princess Warrior and you feel the presence of God, it's not just for the adults. It's not just for the masses. In those moves of God, the Lord is going to come to you. He's going to say to you, do you want more of me? And I want to encourage you to always let your answer be quick and swift and let it be, yes, I want all of it. And with that, took me to a moment that next summer, sitting on the back screen porch, screened in porch. Is that how you say it? We don't have those in Denver. I forget how to say it. Screened in porch, back of my parents' house. And I was reading my Bible one summer and I came across 1 Timothy 4, 11. And it says, don't let anyone, verse 12 and 13, don't let anyone look down on you or despise you for your youth, but commit yourself to the public reading of scripture. And I remember those verses leaped off of me and I felt again the spirit of God moving. And I remember I grabbed that Bible. I ran into the house. I found my parents. I don't know if you remember this. I said, mom and dad, I think God just called me to the ministry. But again, listen to me, teenagers, even adults in this room. It's a call, which is an invitation. You still have to respond in that move. You still have to respond in that call. And I remember being a high schooler and just saying, Lord, I don't know what this means, but my answer is yes to you. It's yes to you. And let me tell you as a teenager, the, the, my yes to salvation as the spirit of God was moving through my youth ministry and my yes to the ministry when the spirit of God was just moving on me alone on the back porch of my parents' house, it felt like a yes that only impacted me. It felt like a very private, personal yes. It was a yes that as a teenager, I felt like I could say yes or no and no one would really know. The Lord was coming to me, and I only had the perspective of this moment was mine. It was only going to impact me. And as I have walked with the Lord, Mom, we talk about this. You have these moments in your relationship with God where the Spirit of God moves, and it feels like a private moment for you to say yes, and it almost feels like it won't impact many other people. But we are learning that our yes always impacts others. It feels private, yes, but it's not. It has an impact. We want to take it from here. Yes. Yeah. If you look at Joel chapter 2, verse 28, it's easy to look at it and just find yourself. Yes. Oh, I'm the young one, or I'm the old one, or I'm, you know, I'm the man, I'm the woman, I'm the handmaiden, I'm the old man who's you know, dreaming the dreams, I'm the young man who's seeing the... It's easy to just zero in on yourself. But Hannah and I have talked about this, and there, there is something that I have discovered. The Lord says in Joel chapter 2, 20 29, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. You are all in this together. And my yes was an individual yes to the Lord. Her yes was an individual yes to the Lord. But there is something that we stepped into, and it was as if God just took the veil off of our eyes when it comes 
just saying yes to the Lord when God's moving in your life and pouring out his spirit in your life. Your yes, my yes, intersected with her yes. Yes. My yes, my generation, our yes is supposed to intersect with the next generation's Yes. 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 It's not about what God did for me, and that's my story, and I've got these memories. No. It's about what God is doing in me now and what God is doing in them now, the next generation now. Okay. I really got a revelation of this. All right. We raised our kids to love God, to be on fire for the Lord. I love Karen's analogy during Princess Warrior. I'm going to use her analogy. It's like this is, this is, your, you know, this is your, your child. And as a parent, you look at their life. And you should be looking at their life as a believer, as a Christian mother or father who is on fire for Jesus. You should be walking around their life and looking at them and saying to yourself, am I happy with the fact that my child is not on fire for Jesus? Am I, am I okay with that? You have to ask yourself that question. We were never okay with that. <laughs> never, never. Am I okay with letting my kid play sports on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night and let them miss church? Am I okay with that? Am I okay to say, it's okay, you just do your thing and we'll do ours and you just get involved in your activities and if it just so happens that, um, you know, that it all works out, we don't know how it's all going to work out, but if it just so happens it works out and you can come to church with me sometimes and sometimes you can't, I'm okay with that. No, I am not okay with that. I am not okay with the fact that my children are not on fire for Jesus. I'm not okay with the fact that God is not pouring out his spirit in my children's generation. I'm not okay with that. And we began, as parents, we always raised our kids. We want them to be fully devoted to the Lord. We want them to be on fire for God. We want them to hear the voice of God. They have got to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit for themselves. And so Hannah heard the voice of the Lord, even as my son has as well. And Hannah heard the voice of the Holy Spirit calling her into ministry, and she said yes to the Lord. And we celebrated that. And she's growing up, and she marries an awesome young man of God, and they both are saying yes to the will of God, serving the Lord together here in this place. And one day the Lord spoke to them and was calling them to Denver, Colorado. And and the Lord had to deal with Hannah to be willing to go. And she said, yes, Lord, I will go. Because God was pouring out his spirit. And God was moving in the earth. And God is not done with the harvest. And so, instantly the Lord spoke to me. As a woman who has experienced the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in my life. As a woman who was called by God at the age of 16. As a woman who has been determined to stay on fire for Jesus. Not lose my revelation and my passion concerning surrender and obedience and following the Lord. As that kind of woman, the Lord spoke to me and said, now don't you be a stumbling block. My yes, my yes to God suddenly collided intersected with her yes this generation's yes was colliding and intersecting with this generation's yes and her yes to the will of God was going to cost me something my yes to the will of God cost them something they didn't get to have just a regular lukewarm boring Christian uh, upbringing 
We put them in the presence of God, but my yes collided with her yes. And the Lord said, don't you be a stumbling block. And I would, I would shed my tears and cry, cry, cry behind closed doors. But when I was with her and her, and her husband, I was, I was cool. This is awesome. I, okay, day came. It was the month of July 2012. It was a Sunday. They said, we're all going to come over and be with you after church. And at 8 o'clock in the evening, we're going to load up the car and head out for Denver. Oh, Jesus. We have this grandfather clock in our living room. And, it, you know, it ticks, ticks. And when it hits that hour, bong, bong. I love it. Bong, bong, bong. Oh, 8 o'clock. Bong, bong. Jake gets up out of the chair and starts gathering up the kids. And we're hugging on them and loving on them and... Jake takes him out to the car, and all of a sudden, look around. Where's Hannah? She's, she's hiding in the kitchen. Oh, because it's going to be so hard to say goodbye. But I heard the Lord Holy Spirit say to me, don't you be a stumbling block. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, sons and daughters, young and old. And I went into the kitchen. And I grabbed her by the arm, and she said, Mom, it's so hard to go. I said, I know, Hannah, but let me help you. This yes collided and intersected with this yes because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I, we just linked arms, and I, we walked out of that house together. Her father took a hold of her and put her in the car and put the seatbelt across her, her lap, and he shut that car door, and he hit his, his hand on the top of the hood of that car. And he said, Jacob, you can go. And when she left, I promised the Lord, Lord, I'm going to stand at the end of that driveway with my hands up to heaven worshiping because, Lord, you are worthy. And when God pours out his spirit in your life, when there's a move of God in your life, even if it costs you something, and you have to worship with tears. But you know what? You get to do it. And you get to say, Lord, you are worthy. Yes. I did it, God. We did it. We did it. And now we're seeing God just pouring out his spirit where they are and on the generations where they are. How awesome is God? You know, it, yes is interesting. There are some yeses that are just exciting. It's like, Lord, you're, you're inviting me to say yes to that? Like, this, this is, of course you get my Y-E-S, yes, 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 you know? This is exciting. And then there's, there's yeses that cost and sacrifice. And uh, here we were uh, stewarding the vision of my parents with Ignited. It had been prophesied over this church long before Jake and I ever showed up that one day. That's, yes, that's what I'm getting, that, that you would reach the baddest of the bad and Jake and I show up, and Dad's like, I want to go after this prophetic promise on this house. And the Lord was like, amen, amen, let's go. And the Lord just started doing youth remove here. And so once again, the Spirit of God is moving on the next generation. And in the midst of that, an invitation comes. Mm -hmm. But this time, I was like, what'd you say, God? La, 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 (laughs) la. Have you ever done that before? Uh, sorry, one more time, Lord. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't. And my husband came to me. He said, Hannah, I, I feel like the Lord is speaking. And the Lord was speaking to me. But I kind of told a little white line. I was like, I don't, I don't feel the Lord speaking to me. <laughs> he was like, Hannah. I said, 
okay. He's like, well, let's pray for a year. And for a year, we privately just prayed and prayed. And I wasn't telling the Lord yes. I was just telling the Lord, I hear you. And there's a difference between acknowledging that you hear the Lord and saying yes to him. There's a difference. We can acknowledge, yeah, I felt that. I heard that. God, I hear you. But what he's asking is for a response. And, uh, you know, we eventually got to that place. That's a long story for another time, but I eventually it took me a long time. This yes came after a long process because it cost. Mm-hmm. It cost so much. I mean, I was like, Lord, why, why now? Sometimes God asks for a yes and it doesn't make sense. I'm like, we have, we've had children. I'm living like three miles down the road from my parents. The spirit of God is moving. My brother is here. He's getting married. Like, this is the dream. I'm living the dream. And you want to do what with me? Have you ever been there, church? It's like, but I thought one plus one is equaling two. And two plus two is going to equal four. And God comes in and he wants something different. And now this, yes. You can't just say yes or no and no one's going to know about it. You have to respond because it's no longer going to impact just you. It's going to impact a whole lot of others. I remember the, uh, Luke had hired a new team. They were, they were on their way. They were moving here. It was on January of 2012, I believe. And my parents had heard from the Lord. Jake had heard from the Lord. And I was refusing to hear from the Lord. I was like, I'm not going to hear from God. And if I don't hear from God, we don't have to move. And I remember a desperation one morning, my husband took my dad out to breakfast. He was like, dad, I'm not going to move her unless she hears from God, because this is going to cost too much. I'll sit here and look like a fool. If that what it takes until I know she hears from God, because this is going to require so much. I remember my dad assured him, Jacob, she hears from the Lord. Give her time. She's going to hear. And then you get my dad praying and my mom praying and my husband praying. And now I'm lost. You know, it's over. It's going to happen. And sure enough, God dealt with me and he spoke to me so profound. He spoke to me out of Genesis chapter 19 in a way that I will never forget. So that in even the hardest moments in Denver, I have never been able to doubt or question my yes. But I want to say to you today, if I would have taken cues by my natural circumstances, if I would have taken cues and said no, because this isn't, this doesn't look right, this isn't feeling right, this is uncomfortable, there would have been an impact of harvest that never would have happened. And I just want to say to us today, as God is moving and the earth is groaning and we are aware and we are alert that our yes, your yes is bigger than you. Your yes is generational. Mm-hmm. Now today I am watching the teenagers at Thrive Church. God is beginning a move there. Something is happening. We are seeing something happening in this student ministry now called Elevate. We are having football teams, high school football teams that are coming and getting saved. One campus in particular has now said so many of the football players have gotten saved since summer at Elevate. They are ending every single game. When the game is over, they have organized the entire football team. You can go on social media and see it. And they march into the middle of the field and the entire team takes a knee and they pray because God is moving. 
I'm seeing the carloads of kids that are coming and they are so lost. They don't even know why they're coming. I'll tell you why they're coming. Because years ago, when God began to move, and it's something called the Jesus movement, my mom and my dad said yes. I'll tell you why they're coming. Because another generation, when God began to move and ignite at Cornerstone, I and so many others said yes. And now he's moving Again, the spirit of God is moving again. And this next generation must have your yes. Yes. They must have your yes. And let me encourage someone here today. And you would say, maybe you're in a season of life like my mom. And you say, it passed me by. I just believe God is gracious. It is never too late for your yes to him. Give it to him now. Just give it to him now because what God wants to do is real, it's palpable, it's alive, and it is beating, and it's coming in the next generation, and they need your yes. Our yes is generational. Our yes is kingdom. Our yes is bigger than us. Hallelujah. Amen. He goes from glory to glory. I believe that. The word says that. He goes from glory to glory. And it's not about my generation, and then there's a cutoff point, and then it's their generation, and then that's done. God is looking. He's looking to see where can he pour out his spirit. I believe that church would just stand to your feet. We're going to pray. We're going to pray together. Hannah's going to pray. I'm going to pray. Let's pray for a move of God. Father, we love you this morning. Father, we are wide awake this morning. We are aware. We are not sleeping. We are not apathetic. We are not lukewarm to what your spirit is doing on the earth. And spirit of God, we bring your word to this house this morning. And we bring your word to your attention this morning. And we bring before you, Joel, and everything you have said and everything you've written. And God, we remind you of your word today. And Father, we pray that in this house, that there will be a generational yes. Spirit of God, we pray in this house that there will be a generational surrender. Spirit of God, we pray in this house that what you've done in the generation before, what you've done in my generation, that it would not stop, that it would not end, that the story would not be over. But Spirit of God, would you open up the windows of heaven and would you open up the ceiling on this house and would you entrust it with the next generation and may it proceed, God, with a giant yes, a yes to your will. I pray, God, for every generation represented online and in this room, every generation. And Spirit of God, we are asking you for a fresh outpouring on every generation. Father, we're asking you that the next generation will be drawn, will be compelled, will be encountered because of the generations represented in this house and their private yes to you. We thank you for redemptive, God, and grace moments where God, maybe, maybe yes is passed by where people were aware of the invitation, but they didn't fully accept spirit of God. We thank you for a redemptive. Yes. A restoring. Yes. This morning, God, whatever age, whatever season, whatever generation, father, we just bring you our yes again. And we bring you our yes so that the kingdom of God can expand. We bring you our yes so that the generation coming up will experience not entertain not an event, but God, so they will experience a move 
of the Spirit of God. We intercede for it today, this morning. Lord, let the generations represented in this house and our yes to you be an offering, an offering that you are well pleased in, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for a move of God. I pray for a move of God in this place. Yes. I pray, God, that on the young and the old, Lord, if there is a generation that has, that, has, that has come behind me and they have yet to be touched, Holy Spirit, pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit on the young and the old. Awaken them. Pour out your spirit with the signs and wonders on the generations ahead of me. I pray for the signs and the wonders of a profound, deep revelation of a surrender to Jesus Christ. I pray for the signs and the wonders of a profound, deep revelation that I must obey God. I pray for a profound sign and wonder of a revelation that, oh, the most important thing is that Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. Holy Spirit, move. Bring a move of God into this place. We pray for the surrounding territory around this building. We pray from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Holy Spirit, give us Joel chapter 2, verses 28 to 29. Awaken our generations, Holy Spirit. We worship you. We need you. We want to walk with you wherever you are. That's where we want to be. Pour out the Holy Spirit. Open the gates of heaven. Church, just begin to raise your hands to heaven and we're going to worship. We're going to sing this song. Here comes the glory of the Lord.